can do omni man i want i want him to beat omni man for next time i still haven't seen uh i still haven't seen invincible but i bet you i could probably crush it Um, oh yeah yeah way too confident much like napoleon yeah so uh our first review (laughs) of the day is going to be for the movie napoleon napoleon directed by ridley scott here um and it is this historical epic film here about the life of napoleon bonaparte um a lot of people say like People who've seen this who are big history buffs, big Napoleon fans are saying that this is wildly historically inaccurate. Um, yeah. A lot of things. Which, to which Ridley Scott says, fuck off. Um, yeah, that's another thing about interesting. Like one of the more interesting things about this kind of press tour that Ridley Scott's been going on. Who Ridley Scott, 85 years old, by the way, still making movies. 85 years old has made eight movies in the past 10 years. Living. Yeah. yeah. Fucking um, insane. And just made a movie last year. He did House of Gucci. Um, uh, the year before he did House of Gucci and The Last Duel, and The Last Duel, I would argue, is the uh, the superior film and one of the best movies of the past decade. Yeah. Actually, no, it was two years ago. Holy shit! Really, House of Gucci was two years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. So two years ago he did House of Gucci, which I wasn't a really big fan of. House of Gucci actually was one of my worst movies of that year when it came out. I think it was a uh, bit of a mess. And Last Duel, I did. Yeah, I do think that is a superior film. I did like that much better. Uh, but with this, like I said, really Scott's been on a press tour. Um and just no fucks have been given by him apparently in this uh, <laughs> never never uh, you know he has got some really good quotes here um you know one like uh you know he said the French don't even like themselves uh in an interview <laughs> there uh but I mean that's just uh you know let me fucking pop off King like shit <laughs> uh yeah it's a Napoleon director the French don't even like themselves um and much of the criticism that he's faced from a lot of the people who are French, who've talked about it. It's like, well, what do you think about the historical inaccuracies in this? Which he said, like, that's not my job. That's the writer's job. I don't really care about much of that. Um, he also is like said, were you there? Somebody said uh, there was like the, the quote of like, did he actually shoot at the pyramids? He said, sure, why not? Uh, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Dude will know, clap back. <laughs> Uh, really, Scott's also said things like get a life. Scott said, I tend to be visually above all things before the written word. Uh, Scott is prior, uh, from uh, form here, uh, as he previously told a journalist uh, to go fuck uh, yourself after he said in 2021's last duel was more realistic than his past films like Robin Hood and Kingdom of Heaven. He said, Sir, fuck you. Scott said in response, Fuck you, thank you very much. Fuck you, go fuck yourself, sir. Go on, um, <laughs> okay. you know. Yeah, so he he, also, uh, he had a he had a really great zinger in there that kind of applies to this movie where they asked like, okay, so you did accents for House of Gucci, but you didn't do accents for Last Duel. Like, what what what's the reasoning behind that? And he said, uh, well, you know, it'd be fucking stupid. How about you uh, shut the fuck up and then you'll enjoy the movie? <laughs> yeah, wait, so, he really popping off on people like this? Yeah, yeah. dude, he pops off. It's yeah. insane. Oh, uh, so I mean, yeah, which I mean, when you saw House of Gucci and you saw the accents that they did, it's like, well, maybe that's for the best, you know, because yeah. nobody in this movie has any hint of a French accent whatsoever. Joaquin Phoenix is just talking out in his normal accent. There's no, he's not even trying to do a French accent. Nobody speaks French in this. There's no wee wee. There's no Perry. There's no none of that in it. So yeah, you get a couple British accents, but mostly you get the American accent, and you know, 
everybody's just doing their own accent, which uh, didn't, I mean, it didn't bother me at all. Never yeah. thought about it once. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, who's in this, uh, who's the wife of Napoleon Bonaparte. I think she just even talks in her regular accent, her British. Yep, accent. yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, who's the wife here. And it seemed like the main focus of this movie um, with Ridley Scott seemed to be the battle sequences, seemed to be the action sequences here, which I think are the best things about this movie. Uh, I, I like push the- back just a tiny bit on that. I think he's equally as invested in the psychosexual relationship, the goofy ass psychosexual relationship between Lady Josephine and Napoleon. Mm, yeah, Lady Josephine is played by Vanessa Kirby there. Um, I think that is fun. I mean, some of the stuff they do have a good kind of back and forth of them kind of fucking each other over, like both literally and figuratively. Um, you know what I mean? Where she's having affairs with other people, and then you know he's you know off when he's off at war and fighting all these different battles. And you will see a lot of iconic battles from Napoleon's career here, because this movie takes place over the course of twenty years. Even though when you look at the actors, they don't look any differently as they when you did when you first saw them in the first frame of the movie. Uh, you know, this looks like no aging has occurred, but whatever, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that you know, you see a lot of course like the Waterloo battle. Uh, where he was, you know, uh, also there the battle where he was going up against the, where he, the campaign on Egypt. So a lot of famous uh, battles and things like that you'll see in this movie with Napoleon here. Um, but yeah, you also have this, like you said, this weird kind of sexual relationship between uh, Vanessa Kirby and Joaquin Phoenix are there, uh, where he meets this woman and becomes just infatuated with her. They get married. Uh, then comes a problem where, you know, he's trying to, you know, have her make a kid, bear him, uh, you know, a son so he can have an heir. To all of his fortune and you see the rise of napoleon in this movie you see him you know what i mean so, um, oh shit oh shit that's fucking loud uh become one of the most important people you know in all of france and then eventually the fall of napoleon if you know history uh where that kind of comes in uh nathan what were some of your thoughts about napoleon um all in all i mean this was i went into this knowing full well that there is going to be a four hour 10 minute cut of this movie so it is not a full full film in my opinion um but it overall worked for me very well um i'm very off and on with joaquin phoenix sometimes i think he's insanely hammy weirdly found this to be a very subtle performance by him despite being insanely funny thought it was uh funny in ways i was not expecting I thought the battle sequences, like you said, were fucking incredible, especially the one in uh, Auschwitz with the cannonballs going through the ice. That scene that you're seeing that clip in particular with the the Tutankhamen or not Tutankhamen, but whatever. Uh, I mean, it's a fictionalized scene, but him scene right here. Egypt and, yeah, yeah. Well, that scene. Yeah, that scene is the showstopper. That's where I'm like, is this the best movie I've seen all year? And the movie doesn't fully live up to that but i also found myself equally if not more invested in the weird psychosexual aspects of it because ultimately this film is a movie about military strategy being made by a very impotent and insecure man uh while his wife is uh going around and fucking around pretty much everybody else and it's hard not to draw trump parallels everybody always has you know Mm -hmm. um but I found it to be quite a fascinating film that ultimately felt both too long and too short. Uh, but, you know, it was uh, it. It ultimately it's not going to make my top 10 this year, but I do think it's one of the most interesting films this year. 
Yeah, I think, you know, with this movie, you know, thinking about it, it's like about this figure, Napoleon. Um, you know, I'm not looking for movies based on historical figures to be, you know, very accurate. Uh, yeah, I get this for entertainment purposes. I get that you're doing it, you know, to, you know, you got to cut and dice this up to make it, you know, more of entertainment, not trying to be a documentary here. Um, so I, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I, I do think that it's like, Leaving this movie, it's just like I don't really know that much more about Napoleon probably than I already did kind of coming into it. Um, you know, it's the same how I think I felt about like Priscilla. You know, like that was one of my main issues with that movie. It's like who was Priscilla, you know, you know, as a person, as a human being. Uh, I didn't really think I got any of that from the movie. And then same thing here with Napoleon. It's like, okay, there's that relationship he had, you know, with uh Vanessa Kirby's character, uh Josephine, um, and you know, again, you know, given how this movie is uh, widely historically accurate, you know, how much of that is true, how much of it is not. Um, it's fun, though. It's fun to watch. And I do like their back and forth. And that is entertaining. I do think the main things about here, like I said, is the battle sequences. I think that is the main draw to this movie. If you see it on the big screen, if you see it on IMAX, I don't think oh, yeah. you're disappointed in seeing that because I think it has some of the most impressive action scenes I've seen all this year. And it's a violent movie, too. It's really bloody. The cannons, what they do, they eviscerate people. Yeah, I, I will never shit talk a cannon for the rest of my days. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Jesus fucking Christ. The first time you see it hit that horse, yeah. you're like, oh, this is the movie that we're in for. Uh, with these movies like this, I like to do a... Uh, sorry, Nathan. I like to do a black yeah. man count. Is there a black man count in this, in this film? Is there uh, any black man? I, there is actually... A couple black people in this movie. I was kind of shocked by it. Okay, we got it. Yeah, I mean, that not 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 a huge uh, not a huge cast of black people in this movie, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, it was looking real Fifth Element. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually that's a good comparison. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you were to see it on the big screen there, a lot of the action scene, I don't think you'd be disappointed in that. Um, this is kind of a longer movie. It's two hours and 38 minutes. Uh, the four hour cut, as Nathan was mentioning beforehand, is going to be available on Apple Plus if you have that. Um, so you can see and watch that there if you're interested in the longer version of this movie. I don't think I would be that interested to see it. Um, you know, I will say if you've not seen his cut of Kingdom of Heaven, that is four hours long. I mean, I know everybody kind of shit talks kingdom of heaven that director's cut is the epitome of like a better movie for it and it it's one where the theatrical cut feels longer because it's so truncated uh but you know there are entire stretches of this movie where you're like what happened to napoleon's brother yeah and i guess he just conquered italy all right sure yeah like this yeah some character like Vanessa Kirby's character, Joseph, and she had two kids, and those two kids you only see once, and they're gone for the rest of the fucking movie. Like, yeah, what, she uh, she apparently is the main like focus of the director's cut because it was supposed to be more of a two hander, where the whole idea is that he's fighting, he's fighting all these wars, but he's also his main focus is this war at home, where he thinks the more he can conquer things, the more he can like, you know, be able to sexually satisfy and emotionally satisfy uh lady josephine who has such a such a uh modern take on sexuality for a historical epic is she giving neck on now <laughs> uh, no she, well, she, she she ain't doing much of shit shit you should be going out there doing all that for he, he basically sound like he just thanos you know getting something neck. i mind you i'm not like a big historian or anything neck but person I, oh 
I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big neck person. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm not a big like history buff, but you know, I, I do find history in and of itself to be fascinating. I had no idea about Moscow burning itself to the ground just so Napoleon couldn't conquer it. That's ridiculous. That's that's called a crashed out. <laughs> but that was that was one of those things where like you just look at Joaquin's salty ass face and you're <laughs> he's like, they got me. <laughs> like, you know? I I, I want to. I would love to. Is is anybody as really, like really, what four hour movies do you like? And oh, I know you, I, I know you're doing this as a cash grab. I seem like when they have like those four hour cuts and shit like that, they do it like you said. They doing that shit for the buffs, man. They ain't doing that unless you try and get some neck in between. But <laughs> I who, mean, we're gonna, we gonna get some neck in between and finish a four. You trying movie. to see Vanessa Kirby naked in this? Is what you're trying? To nah, that ain't enough for me. You might just jerk off, dude. Once you jerk off, you done. I mean, <laughs> there's a there's at least twenty two years to cover in this shit. Like you know, it's a wild movie. It like. You cannot underplay how wild some of the shit that happens in this movie is. It'll, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see this extended cut because I do think it will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, I mean, it's up to you on whether or not you're interested. I mean, if you're not interested, just don't fucking go see the movie. I feel like I feel like there's so much discourse of like. You know, who wants to go see Killers of the Flower Moon? That movie's three hours and 30 minutes long. It's like, all right, then don't fucking go see it. But you can't. And, and then it's like you can't even say that when people get wet off the motherfuckers they see. Like you see fucking, uh, uh, you know, uh, De Niro and fucking who else is in that damn Leo. movie? Leo. Yeah. yeah, you're getting wet automatically. Uh, but this is the scene that Nathan was talking about where they burn uh, Moscow here. And it's gorgeous looking, too. I mean, the, the cinematography also looks really great here, too. His so. movies never look bad. And they always uh, fall under budget, ahead of schedule. I mean, dude's a fucking king. I mean, the thing is, his movies are either going to be like a hit or an interesting miss. Mm-hmm. Rarely you get like in between. Um, and I always... I always find that fascinating. I just did a full watch of every movie Ridley Scott's ever done, which was a lot. Uh, but, you know, like The Martian, you're just like, holy shit, he's got his fastball, you know? Mm. And you get something like... Oh, sorry. I'll go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Uh, then you get something like Exodus, Gods, and Kings, and you're like, who the fuck wanted this? <laughs> I remember that. One of those movies that, like, you know, if you ever want to have proof that Ridley Scott doesn't believe in God, um, watch that. Um, or watch House of Gucci. <laughs> or watch what? Well, well, the thing, the thing with like late era Scott is that he just hates rich people. He hates humanity mm. quite a bit, but he hates rich people the most. Like you watch Alien Covenant or Prometheus, you got the dumbest humans making the dumbest decisions. All mm. of them like pretty decently wealthy, all dying in horrific ways. And like in House of Gucci, he can't even act like he's interested in the amount of wealth that they have. Like. The whole movie's supposed to be this fairy tale of like wealth is poison, and he's immediately mm-hmm. like wealth is poison. Like there you go, There's nothing great <laughs> well, he, about this. He like a he like a designer director, you know. Yeah. He's like you know he's like a designer director. Like he can he can live and eat off of his art, and he at least when you see a really Scott movie, you'll feel like I haven't watched many really Scott movies, but I mean a few that I have seen or whatever. You know, this is ten thousand dollar alpaca. You blot that shit. Yeah, I was about to say it, it is crazy that he like is able to just make like Napoleon and fucking American Gangster and then Thelma and Louise. Like yeah. he He's can gotta, bounce around at any genre. 
He's got a great resume, and he's got a movie coming out next year. He's got Gladiator 2 coming out next year. Ah, uh, and yeah. you got Denzel reuniting with him on that fucker. Really? Yeah, Denzel is going to play uh, one of the Gladiator trainers. Oh, my God. I told, I told Ridley I would come back. I told him I would come back if the script is right. I said, Ridley, if the script is right, I'll come back. <laughs> it was the uh, there was this interview with him and uh mark maron and they're talking about american gangster and the interview is hilarious because ridley scott is just recommending his own movies as mm. like as like the best he's like hey you ever see a matchstick man really good dark comedy give it a watch and they're like oh yeah you directed that he's like yeah it's fucking great uh but he, american gangster though it was it was super different i wonder i wonder and for all his movies, just touching on really Scott, period. I wonder how much of his movies do he really, really touch? Like, because like you just said, he said in the interview, like, oh, that's a script writer's job and shit like that. So I feel like really Scott, like you said, he's one of those like designer type of directors because you put his name on there, it's automatically going to bring a couple of dollars. You know what I'm saying? And even like when American Gangster came out, I think that was one of his movies. I feel like that was like super fucking fucking like uh 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 like marketing and shit because it had an yeah. album and a fucking movie to go with it they the crazy thing about american gangster that i because i did the whole rewatch and i'm i'm uh i will say this for the for the pod uh, i'm currently in the process of putting together a ridley scott and tony scott podcast right now so <laughs> okay. i've just I've been doing like the research on like, you know, because all of his press tour shit is hilarious. But he was talking about American Gangster and they had like a bunch of like, like experts who were like 35 talking about this is what Harlem looked like in the 70s. And Ridley mm. Scott basically told them all to fuck off because apparently he lived in Harlem in the 70s. And that's and that's and that's why a lot of the Yeah, but yeah. I, I, can, uh, I can see that, too. Like, it's the same shit. Yeah. But uh, oh, I just meant to say it just because uh, he talked. There's like a moment in the uh, Mark Maron interview where they asked about Denzel Washington and Ridley Scott said, fucking greatest director or greatest actor who's ever lived. And Mark Maron's like, oh, what makes you say that? And he's just like, uh, fucking everything. Next question. Uh, so, Nathan, what would you give Napoleon? Final thoughts, Brady. Oh, um, wait, wait. One, one more one for you, before y'all give it a uh, yeah. What about both of y'all? Uh, do you feel like this film is mostly it mostly looks good because of money or it's just or do you do you feel like Ridley actually has like a talent or a flair it doesn't shine through in, oh it's in, definitely in the movie. second part because this movie didn't yeah. cost that much this movie's okay. like a, a hundred million dollar movie and you look at the it's flash and that shit's two hundred million dollars two hundred million dollar budget movie oh for Napoleon or the flash uh, uh, Napoleon had a budget of 130 million to 200 million. Yeah, wild, wild. But and yeah, no. Mean, it, there are some sequences in this movie where I just straight up have no idea how they did it. Especially the uh, the cannonballs going through the ice and the horses mm. falling through, and like the ice is slitting the horses' necks and shit, dude. You just like they like. I mean, I know they're CGI, but like, did they kill horses? <laughs> Uh, Did, no. Like how they get the cameras under the ice? Like I'm, I just I had so many questions and I will never be able to like really get the answers. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, another, I will just say I, I know where we got to get to other stuff, but I posted a clip and everybody should check this out. There's a director's roundtable 
where it is like all the directors are like the 2015 best picture nominees. You got Quentin Tarantino in there and uh, Alejandro Gonzalez and Yuritu talking about the Revenant and hateful eight and like filming in like snowy conditions. Tarantino is just like, yeah, yeah. So we waited like three months for the, uh, the right type of snow to come back for when Sam Jackson is uh, sucking on uh, or getting his dick sucked out in the snow and like all that. And then, they ask Ridley Scott, they're like, uh, so what was your biggest difficulty working on The Martian? He just says, nothing. It was fucking straightforward. <laughs> and the, just, the look on Tarantino's face is the funniest shit you'll ever see. Mm. It's on your Facebook yeah. there? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's on my Facebook, on my Twitter. I, I, I saw it, and I immediately uh, I immediately was like, okay, this guy, I can't get enough of him in press tours. <laughs> you just give no fucks. So what would be your uh, rating there? My rating would be a, a, a very enthusiastic 7 out of 10. I think uh, if you really want to see, like, if you're a Joaquin Phoenix fan, definitely go see this. Uh, if you're a Ridley Scott fan, definitely go see this. If you're just a fan of seeing, like, insane spectacle on a big screen, go see this on a big screen. Um, I can't see any way that the director's cut is not better, though. So should you want to wait for Apple TV Plus? Definitely do that. Like, it, it, It'll probably be worth your amount of time to do that as opposed to watching the abridged version and being like, yeah, yeah, it was all right, you know. But I ultimately, I, I found that it still worked despite being so abridged at times. Um, so seven out of ten on our scale, that'd be probably like a tune in, basically strong tune in, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So for me, I'd give it kind of a lowish tune in to like a stream it kind of territory, more like a stream it, high stream it. Like I said, very impressive with the battle sequences here. I enjoyed that. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and his performance, and Vanessa Kirby, it's a good, it's a good back and forth between those two that also really make the movie when you're not watching the battle sequences. But I think there was more time and attention and care into the battle sequences and the action sequences than it was to who was really much of Napoleon as maybe a character and as a person. Here, um, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are freaking out about the historical inaccuracies there. I don't really care about that too much. Um, so that's not really one of my main concerns about when, when I watch a movie like this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you do have that. And gorgeous looking movie, uh, really good looking, really shot very well. Um, but yeah, so for me, I would kind of just give it kind of more of like a high stream maybe around that territory. Um, yeah, and that was uh Napoleon. And Nathan had a good clip um of the movie there, uh, that is really, really well done that he showed right here. You think oh, yeah, yeah, right, because you have boats. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go back. We were definitely, you think you're so like right here, yeah, yeah, just you talking think to you're the British. So great because you have boats. So tune in from Nathan and a I stream it for me for Napoleon.